Welcome back to episode two. Already? Oh, man. <laughs> Got one we came down. back for more. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, just a, another reintroduction to you all get to know us. My name is Perry. I'm Ben. I'm Rashawn. And this is the Wrist Check Podcast. Um, what are you guys wearing today? Let's do a wrist check. G-Shock. You okay. inspired me on the first episode. I'm saying. So I pulled out my 2100. The jellyfish. Jellyfish. Translucent, clear, Fire. black dial, digital analog, can go wrong, has a light, has a chronograph technically. 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 Sure. Right? I get to know every day of the week and it's never wrong. It's never wrong. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's quartz. It's yeah. the most accurate movement you can have definitely more accurate than my omega sorry sure. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you got on the wrist for sean what's what, 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 what are we rocking with um i kept it very vintage um with the oyster prints uh oh, the 60s respect Tudor, big rose um with the original rolex tank buckle oh man crown and case back so um, basically you're wearing a baby rolex i am wearing a baby rolex vintage baby rolex um, I do like small cases. Um, I think I shared that in my uh, in in the first episode. Um, so this is a 34 millimeter case. Yeah. I am a big guy. Yeah, you're a bigger guy. 34 wears well on you. It actually wears well good. on your wrist, though. I, I I agree. You're definitely gonna inspire more people. To start and then the uh, into it's the you got a was that a Croc strap? Got it's a Croc strap. Kind of cognac colored. Yeah, mm -hmm. super dark. Which is nice with a pan with a kind of patent leather coating. Respect. Um, yeah, this is this is my new addition and one of my favorites. We must have started a Facebook group because I'm wearing a gold 60s watch too. Nice. Um, this is a vintage Seamaster uh, sunburst dial, 64. Is it a pie pan dial? Uh, it is not a pie pan dial, though I, I, I love the pie, pie pan. pan dial. And that is on my short list. Uh, I do want an Omega Constellation. Uh, I think the 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 vintage '60s ones are fire. Yeah, with the, the pie pan dial. Um, this one I got off of a vintage dealer um, right before COVID. This is one of my favorite watches. I swapped out the strap. I put it on a very pale tan Croc strap. Um, I'm not sure why, but it 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 spoke to me. Um, it looks good against the silver. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Um, this is a watch. I I actually wear this pretty often. This is, um, I mean, it's a dress watch, but again, I I kind of like wearing dress watches with like jeans and t shirt. And yeah, sucks the position. Yeah, exactly. Um, and this is one of my favorite pieces. Whenever I don't wear it, um, eventually I'll come back to it. And I'm like, damn, I'm I'm glad I got this. Yeah. Um. So respect. Yeah, we're definitely channeling the same energy today. For sure. Um, moving on, this week's eye candy. Uh, you guys shared some photos in the group chat this yep. week. Uh, JLC is going to get a lot of love. Yep. So. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Rightfully. I actually sure. visited, um, I was hanging out with Rashawn uh last week and and we were checking out a, a jlc watch but we're gonna go right into one that you wanted to talk about rashawn the the jlc perpetual uh master ultra thin yes in rose gold yeah 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 they, tell me about this piece this uh is definitely my grail watch one that wow. i have to have um, of course, the perpetual calendar is my favorite, absolute number one favorite complication. Um, design originally, the complication was designed originally by Protect Philippe, mm. um, in 1925. Um, the coolest, um, factor about that time piece is if that piece is still running to this day, it does not have to be set That's for crazy. another four years, <laughs> which is, which, which to me is just nuts. I mean, I mean don't, it don't have to be set ever, really. You yeah. think about it. As long as it's running on the winder, being worn, you don't yeah. have to touch it. Never have to touch it. Never have to touch yeah, it. I mean, this not, watch has everything. Lifetime. It has, it's got, it's got the year. Yep. It's got the, the month. Yep. The day. Yep. The date. Position of the moon. Position the of the moon. Leap year indicator. Leap year indicator. Oh my God. 
Um, it's and, a beast. And this watch is extremely smart. It it, it gives you a, uh, an indicator when to set and when not to set the watch. So yeah. for those that, that don't know, um, you know, because we're talking about watches all the time, so we might use like abbreviation stuff. We call this a JLC. What is a JLC? Uh, Le Coute. That was very good. As the French would say, I do very not speak good. French. I do not speak French, but, uh, you know, I have some uh, some close friends that, sure. are, you know, give me a little pointers in my- I'm sure they're proud of you right now. <laughs> and my touch of French. Um, yeah, this watch is an absolute uh, workhorse. I, when I think of, of JLC, I think of, um, this isn't, this isn't, this isn't someone's first watch. No. Right. No, this is someone who is an avid collector, probably has some, some hitters, definitely has like those little quirks in their collection of pieces that they love. Um, and then that person sort of gravitates to, to a brand like JLC. Um, what is it exactly about about this brand that that you love? Um, definitely the history. Mm-hmm. Um, it is you know the the watchmakers watchmaker. Um, they started with just doing movements for you know the brands that we know and love. Uh, amongst a few, Protect Philippe, um, Cartier, um, AP, AP. They they got. They're in AP watches till this day. Yeah. I think that's something that a lot of people don't really know too. Is kind of like how incestuous a lot of these brands are. Like, yeah, they've had similar designers pass through. Mm-hmm. Of course, similar watch, actual like 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 movement makers. Yes, pass through. Yeah. yeah, designers. Yeah. Well, when it when you know when also when I am speaking to watches, um, no matter the brand, these guys are here for a reason. You know, yeah. they stood the test of time, and that is a pun intended. Hmm. Um, you know, these guys are here, they're um amplified for a reason, they're respected for a reason. They all have a specific reason as to why they've um had some significance in the purpose yeah. of time. So um, you know, when it comes to just brands in particular, I think the story, the nostalgia, the novelty, um, you know, when you educate yourself a little bit more on these brands and you and you figure out why they are truly here, you appreciate them a lot more. And JLC is definitely one of those brands where you really, really do appreciate them if you are a true collector. Yeah, I think aesthetically is beautiful, but for me, um, where it really gets me is the case size. Is a thirty nine millimeter case size, sweet spot, and the thickness is only nine millimeter. Yep, yeah. yeah. For for a watch that has it's got a 38-hour power reserve. Um, I mean, for a watch to be that thin and be a perpetual. A perpetual calendar watch. Yes. All that, all that it's nuts. In there. It's nuts. I mean, this is a flex. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Position of the moon. For that girl you date, you need to tell her she's in retrograde or whatever. <laughs> she's talking about grand rising. Yeah, figure it out. Just look grand at the watch. Rising. Look at my watch. Yes. <sighs> yes, yes, yes. Respect. Yeah, this is a, this is a, this is. Also value proposition for a perpetual. This what are we talking? Unheard of. Yeah. This one is, uh, what is it retail? Cause yeah, this one. I don't one, think this is retail. No. Let's yeah. see the, the Jaeger, it's like Reta- 30. Re- retail change. is uh, 30, 35, six. 35, so this is a heavy. But in, but in gold this though, in gold, and, right? gold, and, 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 and gold. this is a gold watch. Yeah, but this steel, is. And steel, I think it's only 22. 22. Mm. Which if you think about it, like when it comes to similar profiles, the thinness of this watch and steel is it's the exact same, right? Yeah. The only brand that I know of that makes a perpetual calendar that's that thin, obviously maybe a little thinner, is AP. Sure. In steel, that watch is eighty grand at retail. Yeah. Yeah. So this is definitely. Nuts. I mean, it's definitely like in terms of value, you get more. It's right. Still, still a heavy hitter. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. a heavy hitter, especially it's a 30K when you think about watch. It. Yeah. AP is using Jaeger parts for some of their watches. But I definitely think so. for those dudes that are that are heavy in, in into watch collecting and you know they've they've checked those boxes with Rolex and, yeah. mm-hmm. and um you know some of those other heavy hitters, Omega, Cartier, I definitely see JLC right up there as like the next piece to to add to your collection. Yeah, especially yeah. if you want something dressy. Fun fact, um, you know, for all those uh, Marvel fans, the uh, perpetual calendar was actually worn by Doctor Strange in the first film. Yep. 
I feel like there's a, there's a money definitely shot. Weird. <laughs> there's a, well, to, to go even more in depth on that story, they made a special one for the movie. They made two of them. So obviously, this watch has an exhibition case back. Yeah. The one in the movie has a closed case back because they engraved it. There's a message on the back. The whole story is that his, you know, girlfriend, not girlfriend in the movie, gifted him the watch. So she engraved it. Wow. Which on the, you know, the one you can just walk in and buy at the store, it's not possible. So and it's actually it's got a it's got a pretty attractive uh, movement inside. Um, you can't tell from the photos I'm sharing with you guys right now, but I've seen this watch in person. Um, I'm not a huge fan of exhibition case backs, but this one is on, actually on this, it, it's yeah, pretty it attractive. Definitely, definitely, I think for a perpetual, you want to see how that works. Oh, for sure. Yes. Um, yes. Agreed. Moving along, and uh, still staying with JLC. Uh, another watch you shared was the annual calendar. Yep. Annual um, calendar chronograph. Now this watch, um, I tried this one on last week, and uh, I posted a picture of it, and I got a lot of feedback. Made you feel good, then. It made me feel real good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, it will. People were looking at me like, "Damn, you hit the jackpot! You must hit Powerball." Um, this watch is beautiful. Um, it's it's definitely a thicker case. Um, but it wears well, yeah. and for someone like myself that has a modest size wrist, um, and I usually try to stay anywhere between, um, I try to stay around a thirty-six millimeter. I'll do a forty-one occasionally, yeah. but speed is a forty-one. Right? Yeah, exactly. Um, this one is a forty. Um, so you know, in terms of width, not bad. A little thicker. Um, you say how much thicker? We can look it up right here. Let's see. Bong bong. Because it's not crazy. It's twelve. Like, it's not. Oh, okay. it's just it's just a hair. It's three thicker million, yeah. than like uh, a Tudor Black Bay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, a, which to me is like optimal. A fifty-eight thickness. at that. Exactly. Because a standard Black Bay sure, is even super, thicker than this. I think yeah. the fifty-eight is like an eleven. Uh, yeah, 58 to 11, black base. This one's 12.05. Yeah. Like, yeah. I definitely feel it because I, I, I typically wear watches that are have a thinner profile. Yeah, all the vintage is much, much thinner. Um, and then my Tudor is probably the thickest one I have, but this one was very comfortable. Um, and it was beautiful. And I tried on the rose gold. Yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the rose gold. If, if you're gonna do it, obviously the price difference is significant between steel and rose for this model at least. But if you're gonna do it, I think this is way too attractive to not go for it. Yeah, the I always I always lean to precious metal as well. Yeah, um, just considering the fact that you know watches now are kind of used as assets more than liabilities. Sure. Um, mm. you know, and of course. We know the craze of steel watches, but at the end of the day, it's still a steel watch. It's a right. hunk of metal. Yeah. But if you have a precious metal piece, you not only have something that is sophisticated, but you have a uh, a natural resource. Yeah, you have you have an asset not only in the watch, but in the material itself. In that's material how you want to think about it. Mm -hmm. Want to think about it from, you know, getting an asset or an investment purpose. You you have two because yeah. you have a watch, and then you have some gold. Yeah. So no matter if the brand is compromised, you know you still have, you know, ounces or an ounce of gold on your wrist. I think that's an excellent point. I think the other thing that, that comes to mind to me as a as a big fan of, of tool watches, and this is not that in the traditional sense, it's definitely a luxury watch, but um, this watch has a lot of utility. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, an annual perpetual calendar, like this. This watch is like an iPhone app, yeah. basically. Like when you think yeah. about it, yeah, yeah, right. It's like a very expensive iPhone app, a luxurious yeah. iPhone app on your wrist. Um, I could easily see this watch um, being a, an, an everyday driver for someone, you know, outside of them doing, you know like any serious activity yeah this is like a perfect watch for that like exact or mid-level exec that has to wear a suit five days a week obviously now that might be a little more 
you know, less seen. Mm-hmm. But I feel mm-hmm. like I personally know a lot of people who are like, no, I want to be back in the office. So I go to the office every chance I can. I feel like this is something if they're going to the office three days out of the week, they will reach for this and probably leave oh, it on all day. Yeah. You know, because it's never just I'm going to the office. It's I go to the office and then I'm doing something after, yeah. whether it be date night or something with colleagues. You're not going to take the watch off. Well, you have no reason to. Right. It's going to stay on the, for 10 hours. That's the thing. The this, is, this is that watch that you can, you know, for that guy who's a high powered exec, high powered lawyer, whatever, you know, you wear it to the office, you wear it to work. But also, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm taking my lady out tonight. I'm taking the family out this weekend. Like, yeah. I can rock this. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I mean, it's, it's a fire piece. Yeah. I don't think there's ever an inappropriate situation to wear this watch. Agreed. Agreed. It's all purpose. All purpose. And the, the rotor on this is is also rose gold. Rose gold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which makes the, the exhibition case back even that much more attractive. Also, I, I'm going to go out and just say that I think this is the most beautiful dial Jaeger makes in the current collection. It's very There's attractive. There's so much. Con- you ha- it's a silver dial. Yep. Blued steel hands. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you get the rose gold hands. There's for a lot of contrast going on, and but you it, get, it fits you get well. Red. You get red at 60 in both counters. You get red for 31 in the date wheel. And then you get red for your day and your month. Mm-hmm. The moon positioning uh, dial also has kind of like a a three-dimensional aspect to yeah, it. Yeah, it definitely looks like it pops out of you. A like there's bit. layers to it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it's a heavy hitter. This is a this is a beautiful piece. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally, um, I mean, if I had thirty k to blow, this would definitely be in the runnings. Um, can you think of much that would compete at thirty k? Uh, I mean, I can I I I could definitely give thirty k a run for its money in terms of like oh, watch collecting. Yeah, I think we all can. Be um, <laughs> but when I think of JLC, for me personally, I I I uh, I like the, I I always think of like watch brands as like the entry point, and then you move up. Yeah. And so for me, it's like just as a fan of JLC, the, my first one would have to be Reverso. Yeah, I can see that. You know what I'm saying? I, think I, I just think it's such that. a classy piece. But um, yeah, if I had that, this is like, this could definitely be like number two, yeah, number three. One. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 beautiful when I tried it on. I mean, it was, I wanted to leave with it for sure. <laughs> well, remember I played with this too and I had it on for like 15 minutes. It's like, not even realizing that I had it on. I put it on. I was like, oh, this looks really good. I took a couple photos. Yeah. I just kept going on about what I was doing. <laughs> and he yeah. was like, yo, like, Rashawn was like, you know you still got that watch on, right? It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, all right. So moving along, um, we get to, there was another watch that was on your radar uh, this week. And we'll just move along to to watches on the radar. Um the Speedmaster Chronoscope. Yeah. Yeah. I think is absolute fire. Yeah. It comes in several different uh, dial variations. Yeah. I think there's three dials and then four if you count the one bronze gold. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite? The the one we're looking at. This that, one. That the white dial. red and black. Yeah. Yep. That one is. It's funny because the one that you sent me, you sent me a picture of the blue dial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I was just kind of like looking around on the site and I came across this and I was like, oh my God. Yeah, that's the yeah. one I got to have personally. Again, vintage callbacks. That hit a red just reminds me of all the old school pulsometers. Yeah. But I think what's cool about this too, right? Like it it kind of speaks to the intention of the Speedmaster. Yeah. Which so it was, it was cool. a racing watch. Yep. Yes. Right? Yes. And so this one kind of, it it, it channels a lot of that the original intention of it. And so it feels totally different than like the icon that we know right. as like the Moonwatch. Yeah, I feel like the NASA and the Moonwatch identity kind of took over the Speedmaster. Mm-hmm. People don't look at it anymore as a, as a watch for racing. They say, that's the Moonwatch. Yeah. This, I feel like- It feels like, like a totally different watch. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It looks like a totally different watch. Yeah. yeah. Same, I mean, basically the same case, right? Yeah. A little bigger, but basically the same case and it comes on the same bracelet. Carries the aesthetic of racing with the racing strap, um, yeah. which is super cool. Definitely like one of my strap options, um, especially worn on like a chrono, like a chronograph. I'm definitely going with a racing strap. Yeah, 100%. I don't like I don't like this racing strap. I do like. I'm not mad at it. I do like the racing strap that's on the um, 
the I think it's the Apollo eight or the Apollo thirteen. I think it's the Apollo thirteen that mm-hmm. has black ceramic with the sure. hits of yellow and the meteorite dial. Mm-hmm. I like that racing strap. This one has too many holes in it for me. Something about it's throwing me off. But I like the black and yellow on the other one a lot better. Yeah. I mean, I, I like it. It feels the the strap feels it feels super like nineteen sixties Monaco. Yeah, for yeah, sure. For sure. Um, and I, I think for me, the uh, the dial kind of channels that too. It feels a little more Formula One. Yeah, I but can see that. it fits. I think uh, an interesting point going back to something we talked about uh, in episode one. I mean, look at that price point. Eighty four fifty. I mean, that's for that watch that that feels right. Yep. Yeah. That how makes, much is it? How much is it on the bracelet? It's a little more. I think it's a little more, but still, I think you you, you put. This, I think it's, they're both under nine. Grand you put anyway. this up against the No Time to Die. Yeah. C Master three hundred. Yes, yes, yes. I'm taking all this. This is you taking this over for one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Just for aesthetics, value, like. It's a better watch. Yes. Agreed. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and although it tells a story, it doesn't tell a specific story. Um, Whereas like the No Time to Die definitely does. Yeah, because that's really tied to the movie for you. Yeah, for sure. It is. No, no, definitely. Yeah. This one is a, it's a, it's a, it's a super conversation piece. Yeah. You know, like uh, I've yet to actually seen this in person. Yeah, Um, I haven't seen that in person. Yeah, I haven't come across it in person. But I would definitely like, I would stop someone and 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 rap with them about this um this is an extraordinary piece i think this thing is beautiful 43 millimeters it's a little big for me yeah um it could could work though i mean it has those short curved lugs i definitely try to make it work (laughs) uh it's 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 a fire piece i think on the bracelet it might work better for most people though because it fills a gap with those end links i think though like if i can if i can kind of bring up the seamaster again i think when you look at the diver 300 for no time to die you look at this it feels like omega is back in their bag design wise yeah i mean i think about some of the new aqua terras that have come out yeah like they're they're designing beautiful time pieces again that um that sort of feel vintagey in, in different mm-hmm. ways, but still totally yeah. brand new. Well, experience. they well they dropped the the Seamaster three hundred again, mm-hmm. and it's basically one to one to the vintage references. Yeah, they did it in steel in two colors, right? Mm-hmm. There's black and blue, and then there's bronze gold. Mm-hmm. Every I think everybody's you know going back into the archives. Yeah, um, and really, really, really diving into. Um, design because you have competitors um like Grand Seiko which we we mentioned them in episode 1 where like these guys are making beautiful dials and beautiful timepieces mm-hmm. very unique and something that you're not finding in the market you yeah. know so like now everybody's like I got to step my game up so you know you have design you have demand you have price point you have all these things that these brands now have to get right because you have guys like us that will check you on that. 100%. Yeah. I feel like they're stepping the game up and also rediscovering themselves as brands. Yeah, definitely. Because it's really, a lot of it is just a lot of stuff that they already did mm-hmm. yeah. and just didn't for a really long time. Yeah. And a lot of people were like, I wish they would make this again. There's a I lot of tinkering that's again. happening in the industry right yeah. now, yeah. it feels like. Um, moving along, but keeping things Omega, I guess there was a picture that one of you guys uh, shared uh, this week, and um, it's from a couple of weeks ago. PGA Tour winner yeah, Rory, Rory McIlroy, yeah, McIlroy, McIlroy. Um, damn man, I'm sorry I butchered your name. Uh, but he How was, sp- <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he was sporting the Mega Deville Tourbillon. Yeah, that one is, which nuts. is yeah. absolutely that watch is crazy. fire. Tourbillon right at the center. Uh, and I'm not a real Tourbillon guy. I am an Omega dude. 30, 38 millimeter. That this case, watch is fire. That case yeah. is amazing. I mean, it's stupid. Amazing. It looks. It looks like a tank, like in a like a style. Look, and honestly, it's a Deville. It looks like Christian Bale's Batmobile from the top down. If you were to take a drone and put it over that Batmobile, that's what that case looks like. So to the me. one that he's wearing, this is a. Uh, it's a limited edition. They're numbered, right? This is rose gold. Yeah. Uh, this is one of the more expensive Omega watches I've seen this year. It's 137K. Yeah. 
Um, I never would have fathomed a six-figure Omega before never. I started to learn about watches. Yeah. Uh, at DeVille. Yeah. Um, you know, not the most popular line that they carry. Yeah. But this watch is absolutely amazing. I think yes. that's why you got to do it, though. Yeah, absolutely. It dri- it definitely drives more traffic to, to the DeVille line. DeVille. Oh, absolutely. Um, and definitely goes back to, you know, the conversation that we was having about price point. I mean, there are folks that are like, listen, I want a watch that is at least 100K. Like, yeah. don't show me a watch that is under 100,000. I've had those conversations. I know Ben has had those conversations where, like, people literally are like, I want a watch that is extremely competitive in the market. And this definitely does it. But not only does it do that, but it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Um, Amazing. I think it's just executed really, really well. Done right. Yes. For um, sure. I think this also speaks to people who just like love Omega and mm-hmm. are pure ballers and have nothing really better to spend their money on. Yeah. And then look at something like this. And it's, it's also just like, kind of like a, it. it's yeah. like a big F you to Rolex too. Yeah. Like if we're being honest. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're, they're staying true to their tradition of like watchmaking, but at the same time, like, they also breaking their own rules. I mean, yeah, yeah, they've never done. Yeah, the design language is like, crazy. Rolex would never. It's just skeletonized anything like this. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, look at the hands. Yeah, it's they, they're they're on discs. Yeah, it's crazy. Different, one hundred percent. I think for a brand to be as 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 old as Omega is, as tenured as they are, I guess maybe we could say. Um, and as classic as they are, this is a it's a risky piece. Yeah. yeah. But you know, you know something? Um I was I was recently talking to um some brand reps from Armin Strom. Mm. Um and Mr. Armin Strom actually designed most of the um open work for Omega. Oh, he, he did every single he, one for well, Omega. Yes, really? He did yeah. in the nineties, yes. up until the year two thousand. From nineteen ninety, I think exactly nineteen ninety yeah. to nineteen ninety-nine. He he personally yeah. designed and put together every single one that they made. So this definitely kind of brings back to that essence and it goes back into yeah, like again, the archives. F- finding the reestablishing the identity and again I never knew Omega even made anything like this. Mm. Yeah. Of course, yeah. yeah. But here they've been doing stuff like this since the 90s. Yeah. Crazy. Which is mind-blowing. Yeah. Um, were you going to say something? Sorry. No, no, no. Okay. All right. Um, staying with... Uh, oh, actually, I moved. I jumped around. But we can, we can get back into it. Um... So we covered the Chronoscope. We covered the DeVille Tourbillon. Um, the Chronoscope is a watch you wanted to cover. What do you got your eyes on right now, Rashawn? What were you looking at? Oh, man. Um, you know, a timepiece that I'm really, really interested in, me and Ben were talking about it um, earlier today, was the uh, SBGA 401. Yeah, that's, that was going to be my... Uh next thing on the radar um sb sbga 401 is a um boutique exclusive by grand seiko mm. um beautiful beautiful design timepiece um chocolate chocolate dial yeah, it's super dark um really really dark kind of gives off a black but um you know when it, it hits in certain angles of light it it's like, oh wow, this is this is brown. This is this is taupe. This is like here we go. Yeah, very very it's, different. It's definitely brown. And it's a yeah. spring drive movement. Yep. Spring, spring drive, drive movement with the um kind of like those rose gold indices. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely my favorite Grand Seiko. Um, especially when it was brought to my attention by Ben, it was like, you know, what should be my next Grand Seiko yeah. purchase? That that conversation started because you asked me what I would get, and I was like, that one. Yeah, yeah. Price point's not bad either. No, it's forty nine hundred. Forty nine hundred under five k for a spring drive. Yeah, that's wild. Now the hands, like I was saying before, the hands and the the indices are all made out of brass for Grand Seiko. The yeah. dials too. So that's rose gold uh, plated. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's rose gold plated. Yeah, it's yeah. plated rose gold. Huh. Yeah. And again, they do that for longevity. So when you service your, your spring drive, which you probably should never have to do because there's no friction. Well, there's still friction, but not as much as anything else. When you service that watch, your hands will need to be replaced because there's no bends. There's no micro scratches, no nothing like that. Yeah. 
It's a fire piece. I mean, it, it feels like brown dials are back. Yeah. Like 2021 for sure, big definitely, time. Definitely, definitely. Especially we were just talking about that in episode one, just like rose gold, bronze um, pieces yeah. that, you know, that kind of give off different characteristics. This this one definitely speaks to that. Definitely yeah. speaks to that, 100%. And it's got an exhibition case back. Yeah, most of them do. Most spring drives do. Yeah. It's not all. Yeah. Which I think is kind of cool to see how this movement works. Yeah, yeah, the one thing that I hate is that they put that the logo that stamp on, on it. the back yeah. for the boutique exclusive. It just get I don't mind the logo being there. It's just that one's too big. It takes up the whole case back. Yeah, you can't yeah. really see anything. Yeah. Like if anything, put that stamp on the rotor. Forty nine hundred though, that's not bad. Yeah. Very, very competitive. And what's the case size on this thing? 40 and a half, if I'm not mistaken. It feels like it wears smaller, though. They, they all do. Because, again, short lugs. Yeah. 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 Thickness is 12 and a half. Okay. Yeah, 41 millimeter. 49 lug to lug. It's a dope piece. Um, for me, um, and I talk about this watch all the time, the Black Bay P01. Yeah. That's something we have in common. We both, we're like the only people who I know, like that everyone watch. hates this watch. <laughs> no, it's a great watch. Everybody hates this. I just hate this watch. I show it to people and they're like, nah, this thing is trash. I'm like, yo, this, it's it's the most oddball watch in the Tudor lineup. Yeah. It's one of the most oddball watches you'll ever come across. And that's why it's kind of so dope. Um, This thing is absolutely fire. Now, I, I hate the strap. Yeah, I hate it. If I'm being I honest, I, like, I think the strap the, is... the original ones, it's called the P01 because it was a prototype originally, prototype yeah. one. It came on the, like a black Tropic strap. If that was a drop on the Tropic strap again, that'd be on my radar. It'd be on the short list. So there was a guy yeah. on Instagram recently that that uh that had this watch and he I sent it I sent a picture to Rashawn. Yeah. He he swapped it out for a, for a mesh bracelet. And it was That could be interesting. I mean, it was fire. Yeah. Um this watch, I feel like I'm a big fan of Tudor. I like what they're doing. Um, I wasn't always. There was a time when I absolutely hated them because uh, I just didn't think they did anything interesting since like the 70s. Um, but obviously, they 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 caught wind with um, Black Bay 58 with the Black Bay uh, series, and and mm -hmm. then when they did the 58 with the smaller 39 millimeter case size. Uh, model. I mean, it just. I mean, I copped one. Yeah. Um, that, that I'm trying to cop another one. That Scarlet Black Bay was the first watch that I saw mm. that I was like, I want it. Yeah, the P zero one. I feel like will be special. It seems like like anytime I go into an AD, it's there. Yeah. It's it's available. It's available like nobody's business. Yeah, it always yeah. will be. Nobody's exactly. And I feel like the minute that is not, yeah, everybody's yes. gonna want it. Everybody's gonna be like, the right that's person has got to that. wear it, say something about it. And then For it's sure, over. I've definitely had conversations about that, and um, you know, I think even if it was presented um, a little bit differently, more as like, you know a grail piece, a novelty piece, one that you have to kind of like ask for. Yeah. If you know, you know. I think that yeah. also will kind of drive that curiosity. So, um, you know, I mean, there's ways to definitely you, you know how, land with this piece. You know, you know how I think sure. they could they could fix that? Not that it needs fixing, but if they were to take the route that they did with the Black Bay and do a quote-unquote 58 version of that. Of the POR? Slightly smaller P01. That might be the move. People might get more attention and traction on it because it is a chunky watch i don't know if it's the chunkiness that bothers people i think i think i think it really it's it's much simpler than it's a 42 millimeter it's i mean yeah. it's, it's sure but i yeah. i really think it's the strap i was gonna say really i think, I think, I think people strap. see the strap and it's like a visceral reaction but they're I like mean, no I don't want it. All the 58s and the black bays on straps use the same thing. The only thing that's different is really that like end link system. That's what the it end, is. Yeah, that the end link system, system with this this poorly brown colored leather strap. Yeah. And then the class. Yeah, the class. I mean, it's just a bad strap. That good. I just feel that's, like when you because the 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 end link system makes it look like you can't swap it out. Yeah. And I think that's what causes people to be so hesitant. 
maybe I'm oversimplifying. I don't know. No, I think you're right. Especially because, I mean, people have swapped. But that's what it was for me. Because when I first saw it online and I saw this, I was like, yeah. But then when I saw it in person, I was like, oh, this is great. And then when I saw it on the mesh bracelet, I was like, I get it. (laughs) I get it. Yeah. I think it is an easy fix. It's definitely an easy fix. Um, Definitely considering maybe putting it on another, um, you know, strap or, you know, binding option uh, would definitely kind of change the the perception of the timepiece for sure yeah um moving along uh kind of going back to culture uh swiss beats did a collab with debethune debethune mm-hmm. for a uh a custom piece they only made 10 mm-hmm. uh it retailed for just over half a million dollars yeah <laughs> um I like the fact that Swiss Beats finds himself in these in these spaces that someone like himself typically would not find himself in. Yeah. Right? Like he's a hip hop producer, legendary hip hop producer. Um, you know, now he's known as like an avid art art collector and he's venturing off into not only collecting watches now, but like collaborating designing and, and designing watches. Yeah. Um, personally, not for me. Yeah. But I'm a fan of, of of what he just did. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, to give Swiss credit, um, he's very prominent in, you know, the hip hop culture and pop culture. Um, definitely has put his stamp and, you know, dropped his flag in a lot of different avenues. Um, He is someone that brands do look to be their brand ambassador or to collaborate with. I mean, we've seen it, you know, in fashion, we're seeing it in timepieces, we've seen it in, you know, his arena of music. Um, I think it speaks to, you know, his taste making. I think he's a very tasteful guy. I think that's an excellent point. And, um, it's very interesting for his career because, you know, a lot of the brand partnerships that you see um, in music or in hip hop, it's for like either like fast fashion yeah. or um, or fast food. food. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and like, meal. here's a guy who, like, the fans of of this brand of Debethune, do they know who Swiss Beats is? I I would say probably not. Probably yeah. not. But they know him now. Yes. Um. And and major props to Debethune. Um. And I'm probably butchering the name, but um, for recognizing that this guy uh has incredible ideas, um, and that that alone is merit enough to partner with him. I think the case design. Is interesting. I'm not a fan of the shape. I think it is really cool what they what they're doing with sapphire crystals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the exhibition case back, I don't really get because there isn't much to see. Yeah. So funny you say that because I think the movements in these watches is the best part. If you but we pull up any other Debethune and you a lot sure. of them flip and you turn them over. No, I agree. I would wear it on that side the most. Their, their yeah. watches, this watch though, their watches are beautiful so and. Um, you know, you can see oftentimes you can see the movement from the, the front of the watch yeah. in addition to um, if they have a case back. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's like some of the most coolest things you can see. This one in particular, all the action is happening on the dial. Yeah. It's just like a really new and interesting way of like reading a dial. Yeah. But yeah. it looks like something out of Star Trek. I was just going to say super Star Trek, super futuristic. It looks like the Star Trek logo mm-hmm. just turned sideways. Uh, definitely ahead of his time. Um, it sold out. Yeah. Oh, of course. They sold all ten for half a mil. So, but here's, you said it's definitely ahead of its time. Do you do you really think so? Um, I I think that we're gonna see more timepieces um, mimic what Debathun is um, doing. I'm only saying that because a brand that I really like, Orwork, has been doing stuff. I would say pretty similarly for longer, and also about half the price. Maybe not sapphire cases. But the tech that's in it, probably more complicated than this. I think I think this is a gateway for younger guys with uh, large dispensable income. Bitcoin kids? 
Bitcoin kids mm-hmm. um, who are jumping off of the Rolex craze, getting into watches, who are interested in like really crazy complications. I think this is a gateway for them oh, to for partner sure. with a guy like Swiss Beats. Um, listen, there's a lot of kids out there with a lot of money. Uh, I think if anything, we learned that during COVID. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, the, this watch right now that we're looking at the images on is, is on Hypebeast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Like for that's sure. wild. It's definitely influential on, you know, the kids and the new watch collectors and the dudes that do aspire. Yeah. Um, I think that for this time piece here, or at least this brand, um, it is something that's now on people's radar. Yeah. Sure. Um, they're definitely moving away from you know, the typical timepieces that we all know and love mm. into more independent, more niche, more mm. like coveted um, and limited runs. Um, yeah, even even if they can't get into De Bethune or that watch in, in particular, it's on Hypebeast. Yeah, it's on They're going to read about watches on Hypebeast. Yes, for sure. And it's going to get them into everything else. For sure, for sure. It's on Hypebeast. I agree. All right, moving along. Um, this one is a, a interesting, uh, I mean, this is something I'm excited about cause I'm a big fan. Uh, rapper Larry June. Yeah. Keep it hip hop. Uh, is an avid Rolex collector. Yeah. He's got plenty. And re- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. recently posted a picture of, um, a Rolex watch he was wearing. He's got a few, he's got some, he's got some hitters, but he Lots posted a- day dates. A lot of day dates. He has a lot of day dates. He posted a Malachite dial recently, which I thought was interesting. I'm trying to find it. Um, it was just like a couple of days ago, uh, I think. But um, I know he has a Daytona. What's that? Platinum this is, day this day? is platinum the platinum day date. Two tone bracelet? No, it's just the the polished links are. Very shiny in that light. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that he's not even entertaining the idea of sports busting models. it down, Bust, busting oh. it down. Yeah, like no, we're not doing we're not doing that. No bust downs. No, no, no. I it's mean, all factory. His his uh, I mean his philosophy is is you know clean. Everything is clean. Everything is you know fine and refined. Um, you know, he's definitely heavy on the uh the alkaline water and the uh the uh the orange squeeze, the fresh orange squeeze. Making juice. San Francisco look really yeah. good right yes, now. Yes, yes, yes. So like really I mean, putting on for the city. He's definitely someone that keeps it very, very simple. Um, even down to, you know, his simple philosophies of investments. Um, whether it's vehicles, whether it's, you know, real estate. Yeah, all, those, all those cars he ain't definitely not depreciating. No, no. Porsches and Ferraris. But I think the key yeah. thing is, too, is like this dude's got taste, man. Yeah, he does. Definitely has taste. Definitely has taste. Um, the Even taste level photos, is, there's nothing corny here. No. Like his. It's I, very organic. Exactly. Like that's, and that's I know, what that's his, like his, that's his <laughs> number one slogan. <laughs> is, I mean, that's definitely, that's definitely a pun. You know what I mean? He keeps it very organic. Um, I love what he's doing. And like this year, he's definitely taken off. Um, you know, he's definitely been on a lot of guys' radar. If you know, you know. Right. But, um, you know, he's being recognized for a lot more than just his uh, lyrical skills. I'm trying to find that that Malachite uh, piece that he posted. Because uh, that piece is an absolute heater. Yeah, for sure. Shout out to Larry June. Good job, Larry. For sure, for sure. Uh, and the crazy thing is, like, he doesn't, he, I noticed because I listened to Larry June, he doesn't rap about his watch collection. He, he hints, he hints, he hints it's, at it, but he doesn't, he doesn't even, it's just like if you see him, it's, it's, yeah, here it is. He's not screaming, Roly, Roly, Roly. No, no, that's the, that's, that's the, the, that's the, yeah. Then where was it? It has to be the next one. Here we yeah. go. Yeah. Boom. Flex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gold day day with the matching Goyard. Yeah. Flexing the the Amex Platinum. Yeah. Malachite dot. Malachite. Yes. And a very tasteful Cuban link bracelet. Oh, for sure. Again, no diamonds. No, no diamonds. diamonds. He's keeping it clean. I mean, I, I 
Diamonds are a girl's best friend. I respect them. And mine, too. <laughs> <laughs> if you could do it, you could do it, sir. Yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. But my man's got taste. Like, And, and again, we're all suckers for green. Yeah. Absolutely. For sure. Um, for sure. But then I think when you pair this with some of the other models he has in his collection, it's like, wow. Like, not only are you an avid Rolex collector, you have some of the more interesting pieces. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it feels like you have pieces that you actually like. Yeah. Not, you're not just buying a Rolex just to say you have a Rolex. Yeah. Which leaves me incredibly curious. I'm like, is he paying retail? Is he getting aftermarket? Um, What's going on there? I mean, I mean, on this stuff, like the Malachite, the Stella, that's all vintage. So obviously that's market sure. price, but it's a different kind of market. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. If it's the day dates, yeah. like that platinum day date he was wearing, mm. that's a little tricky because yeah. I'm sure you walk into any decent jeweler, especially ones that are, you know, outfitting celebrities and rappers, they probably have all that on hand. Yeah. You walk into an AB, they don't. And it's a little hard for them to get one right now. Yeah. But I mean, there was a point in time when you could take commitment on it sure i mean he definitely i think he's someone that's ahead of ahead of the curve and probably you know invested in um in these pieces early but but do you think someone like him would be okay with that waiting game um i feel like he might have got into it where he didn't have, he didn't to. have he to probably wait. didn't have to probably didn't have to he 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 only really started posting rolexes i want to say maybe a little over a year ago like it started with one, um, I can't remember what it was. It was either, I think it was like, a, it was either a day date or a, uh, a date just. It was probably a date just. And, um, and then I remember there was like, it might've been a Daytona shortly after that. And then it just started rolling. Yeah. And then it was like what kind month of Daytona, after though? month. Yeah. Um, it might've been platinum, dog. I mean, Larry's getting it. He just opened up that Boba spot. Yeah, which I which I visited. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Bubble tea is pretty good. I definitely um definitely enjoy it. But that, that brings, I think, us to the next thing, you know, the whole conversation. And we can kind of end it there, but uh aftermarket diamonds. No. <laughs> yeah, we're heavy no. we're heavy we're heavy on no. the hip hop. No. You were talking about segment. something earlier on on Vlad TV. Yeah. Uh talk about that a little bit. Yeah, because I don't I actually don't know anything about this. So um, I seen like a little bite on um, on Instagram with uh, academics speaking to Vlad TV about, um, you know, the appreciation and the watch craze and, um, you know, just our timepieces, good investments, are they if they aren't, so on and so forth. And Vlad was breaking it down just as far as like, you know, referring to different brands, Rolex, Richard Milley, and so on and so forth. Mm. But um, it got into aftermarket diamonds and the idea that, you know, if you bust down a watch, then you drive the value down. Yeah. Which yeah. is totally true, 100%. Yeah. It's been true for a long time. Absolutely. Long um, time. I'm definitely not for um, anything aftermarket. If I'm going to invest in anything with diamonds, it has to be factory set. I don't want my pieces tampered with. Um, and I think the biggest part kind of like, you know, segueing off the topic a little bit, um, kind of educating guys that, you know, you don't have to bust down a watch. I don't yeah. have to pay five times the retail to bust down a watch. You can actually get it factory set. Absolutely. And maybe even get it for less. I think the the, yeah. the the way I try to explain it to people too is, you know, you're taking this, um, in some cases, you you know, watches that, that these guys are getting, they're precious metals. You're drilling holes into them. Yeah, to set diamonds. To set diamonds, which is a which is something that depreciates, right? Yeah. Like it's one of the most abundant resources in the world. Yes. Um that's value is inflated simply because, let's be honest, it's monopoly. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yep. Right, and you sure. then you're putting these stones in it, and in many cases, these guys don't even know if the stones are real. Yes, right. Some of, but some you're of literally shaving out of pieces of your watch. Yeah. To put in something of lesser value, yeah, it's going to drive it down incredibly. Yeah, and the, and of course, I mean, people can also make the argument like, oh, if you but if you get a factory, that's what they're doing anyway. 
Sure, but it's done very differently. It's also it's, done it's, in the factory. Yes, it's yes. intended to be <laughs> it's, that it's way. It's intended that's to be the, that way. That's the key here. It's intended to well, be so that Well, so what way. does that say about like, because, you know, the custom craze is is, is crazy right now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you Bamford got like, was doing it for yeah. a while with Rolex and they stopped. I mean, they're, they making, they're making dials. They're, you know, busting down. You know, there was that, yeah. that, uh, there was that Rolex piece. I forget who owns it, but they recently did a skeletonized version. Oh, um, you're talking about artisans of Geneva. Yeah, yes. they do like skeletonized subs and Daytonas yeah. and all kinds of crazy mm -hmm. stuff. We've, mm -hmm. I've had people like ask like where they can find specific references of watches to send to those guys to customize. Wow! So, but like serious watch collectors, sure. And that's yeah. just because they're bored of everything Rolex. I get does. it. Yeah. I mean, at that point, you want to do some weird, funky. I yeah. get it, but it's a fake Rolex. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a Frankenstein exactly. watch. Yeah. And you know, um, it's funny that we're on this hip hop segment because, you know, um, you know, of course we know the story of Lil Baby getting got for four hundred thousand. Oh yeah, boy, the um, for, for the platinum protect. And I love Lil Baby. Um <laughs> I'm sorry yeah, you had to I be mean, the one. He's, he's the goat. I mean, he's definitely Everyone the goat. Learned their lesson, though, um though. and you know, the idea of spending all this money on a watch from like an aftermarket guy is kind of crazy because you could simply take that same money to an original jeweler and actually, you know, acquire some of these time pieces. Worth, yeah, of but course. the same, but the same. It's crazy though because that happened to little baby, but a couple of years ago it happened to John Mayer too. Oh really? People. Yeah, he sued Bob's of Bob's watches for almost eight hundred k. Oh man. Yeah. Sorry, Bob. Yeah. So it's not just rappers, it's John Mayer, right? Yeah. Someone who's been regarded in the watch community as the it guy, especially after his Talking Watches episodes on Hodinkee. Yeah. yeah. And happened to him. It yeah. can happen to anybody. Exactly. I think that's can, he's, yeah. Again, he's supposed to be the, the it guy. He knows a lot. I hope the guy doesn't happen to me. Listen, um, I think that wraps up episode two. Um, we did the damn thing. We came For back sure. for more. Yes, yes, we might come back for more. Too. I think, yeah, I, I definitely, I feel like there's going to be a three, four, this five, be six, three. seven, oh, yeah. okay, full LeBron. season. Okay, LeBron. <laughs> a, season, a season two, three, um, four, five. This has been great, man. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Thank you guys for watching. Um, Big Wrist Check Podcast. Catch us on Instagram at Wrist Check Pod, W-R-I-S-T-C. H-E-C-K-P-O-D. Go on the spelling bee, please. I'm saying. Yes. Um, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace. Peace.